The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. May 23rd, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. The Cigar Smoking World Championship has been canceled for 2020, but we're going to have our own championship today, and we have a 1,000 people joining us doing the same exact thing as we talk about retail shops as they begin to open. What should they be doing now to improve? Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, we can't mess around. We can't screw around anymore. The show has started. We're two minutes in. Barry, what are we going to smoke? Well, today's first cigar is the Rocky Patel Cigar Smoking World Championship. And it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel. The size is 5 and an eighth by 42. It's a Corona called Mariva, and it's the official size of the competition. The wrapper is Mexican, the binder is Nicaraguan, and the fillers is a combination of Honduras and Nicaragua. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Any single cigar will set you back $8.89, while a box of 10 is $78.99, which comes out to $7.89 per single. It's a savings of over $10 or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, it's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, so everybody who's in the Cigar Authority Package has it, right? This is everybody. Everybody. Everybody ends up having it. So you're going to see it's in cellophane. You may remove it from the cellophane now. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this. I don't want to break any rules. And Absolutely. So everybody do it, and you see if you beat us, see if we beat you, see how it goes, and we'll get ready for the 2021 competition because it's not happening this year because of the coronavirus. Um, it is a corona. But, it is. But yet. And it's already starting. Why aren't Barry and Dave wearing matching outfits with Mr. J? Uh, it's already happening. Look look at this, uh, what's going on Good here. afternoon. Has Jonathan lost a bet? <laughs> I would assume that you're commenting but about stand my, up, stand up for our audience. My righteous the, the people that are watching on YouTube, today. please subscribe. The people that are watching on Facebook Live, please be our friend on the Cigar Authority. I think I can probably. So we can go full full body oh, here. My, you don't need to do that. I am just happy you didn't go hillbilly gym and lose the t-shirt. 
<laughs> That's you, not you off the table. Even that a, yeah, my my bad. You should have waited till the end of that the show. No, today's today's Dave's birthday. I wanted to oh, wear no, something yeah. special to celebrate. Are we gonna sing later? No. We we could sing. I no. think that'd be fun. No. I hope we have cake. Jonathan's gonna pop out of a cake for you later. <laughs> and we're only gonna smoke one cigar because it's gonna take us the whole two hours to smoke the cigar. So let's get to it right now. The goal of this competition is to smoke. The cigar, the longest period of time, but by playing by the rules. Participants have one minute to prepare their cigar for cutting. The participants then choose to light the cigar using one or two matches. In our case, we are going to use the Lotus Lighter because they are a sponsor of the Cigar Authority, and therefore we will use the lighter. You guys do whatever you want to do to it. This is not the championship. This is a trial to get ready for it. So we're going to end up using our Lotus Lighter. Uh, participants uh, have a maximum of one minute to light the cigar. Relighting is not permitted. So that's the important thing. Light it. Take your time lighting it. You have up to a minute to end up doing it. And make sure it's good because after that minute, you can't relight the cigar. The whole thing is keeping the cigar lit the longest but amount of time. For our purposes today. I can relight it. I just have to say I tapped out. Yeah, anybody can relight anytime they want, but they're out. Right. So the, the time is the time of whatever it is. Hmm. You are not permitted to relight the cigar. You're also not permitted to blow through the cigar. It's only bringing drawing in. Really? You can't blow out. Really? You can't wet the cigar. So you can't wet your finger and, and try to slow it down or, in any way. No urination. And, and this is just like playing golf by yourself. You're only cheating on yourself. If, if you break any of these rules. During the first five minutes, the participants are not permitted to talk. We are not going to do that either. <laughs> you guys do whatever you want. You can abide by that or not. We are not going what to. What difference does talking make? I have That's no idea. That's a dumb rule. It is. Uh, it is not permitted to put the cigar down. It must be kept in your hand, actually, the whole time. We may or may not do that. Yeah, I, I flip to I'm a not sure I can constantly do that while I'm working right. forward. We're going to do the best we can. If the competition band is burned, the participant will be fined 15 minutes. So in other words, when it gets close to the band, you've got to tap out. So I can't take the band off. No, you cannot. All the right. band is where the band is, and that's it. Uh, in competition, by the way, the band is actually glued on the cigar. I Which don't know. these are. These yeah? Are. Yep. Okay. Tip. Keep the cigar ash on giving a slowing burn, slowing yeah. burn for See, the participant. I, I can't really do that either, or it'll end up all over the board. There we go. Now, so. the science behind that is that that ash insulates the ember. Mm -hmm. So the more ash you have, the more ember insulation you have, thereby making the cigar stay lit longer. Huh. So now, if the ash falls off or is shaken off, um, there's penalty points that get added to it. So within the first 10 minutes, if your ash fell off, you're penalized 20 minutes. Oh. It's a lot. Um, the first 20 minutes, you penalize 15 minutes. The first 25 minutes, you penalize 10 minutes. First 30 minutes, 5 minutes. The first 40 minutes, 1 minute. So you have to leave the ash wow. on for at least 40 minutes. Again, we may or may not abide by that because we're trying to do the show at the same time to it. So we're not going to do it. But just so you understand all the rules, we're going to do the best we can with the rules and not give ourselves um, penalization. But everybody agrees we're not going to blow out of the cigar, okay. um, which is uh, we're not going to relight it or anything no like that. Wedding it. Hey, John no wedding Car it. Hey, John Carney, can we light the cigar? <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
John Connie's going to got beaten up from last week's show. John, I disagree with everyone. We'll get deep into it on the after show. They're wrong for like, well, that's a, <laughs> that's not nice. Yeah, that was that was a dick move, man. Yeah. Uh, cigar smoking ends the exact moment when the participants lift his hand or number. We don't have any numbers, and uh, says that the cigar is out. Uh, there would be people looking to see if there's still smoking coming out of these cigars. Again, you're playing golf, and you are not to cheat. So it, it's honesty right now to yourself. If the cigar extinguishes itself, you're out. Um, and if it reaches the band, you're out. That's when it stops. So those are the rules. You got them. And we have one full minute to light a cigar. I'm looking at the clock right now because we have a clock going at 849. I'm going to wait till it hits 9 and then we cut our cigar. Do the we, official we cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. The brand, while all the others were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, <laughs> tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And it has begun. You got one minute Do to we now. take the foot band off? You can. And <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Carney says in the chat room, I'm the authority. I agree. He is an authority <laughs> on the subject that we brought up, which was the Fuerte Dominicana, and um, these guys uh, writing bad shit about you, man, and, and they're 100% <laughs> wrong. So uh, we're at 30 seconds in. we got 30 seconds more to... We're uh, going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. The Vertigo Intimidator features four jets, a color-changing flame, all fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got easy adjustment at the bottom and a neck that you can bend... Off to the side. You got to start toasting, side, buddy. You got 10 seconds lighting. left. You got 10 it's seconds. The Vertigo Intimidator. I'm exempt. I'm the guy who's the pitch man. No, you're not exempt because you're, then it's, you're going to be ahead of us. Okay. Oh. Nine. Done. Ten. Put it down. <laughs> you're done. That was my one match. Wow. No, you're done. Match. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. That's it. The thing has started. We are 10 minutes into the show. So that is a zero point at that point. I, I got to agree with uh, Gary Snoonian, who says enjoying cigars shouldn't be this complicated. Well, and, and I, I do want to get into that, that, um, you know, does, does this take away the enjoyment <laughs> of it? But it's a game, and we're going to play it because we were supposed to have the event last night, and the winner was going to go on to um, Pennsylvania, where it would be the U.S. championship, and then the winner went to Croatia for the world championship, and uh, it never happened. So uh, what a shame, uh, but uh, they're telling us they're going to do it in 2021 again. Um, the whole, whole world changed. So Beautiful I, white ash. I can huh? blow yeah. on the end of this? No, you cannot. I can't. No? Man, I can't do my. I can smoke it. Because you just keep it blowing on it and never smoke it. All you can do is draw in. That's you can't it. blow on the end of it. You can't blow out of it. You just smoke it, and that's it. And I would say you better hit this cigar every 60 seconds or else it's going to go out. Mm -hmm. Now, let me, you know, I always say when I got a cigar and I put it in the ashtray and I have to go do something, I come back four minutes later or something, I grab the cigar and I take a drawer and it's still lit and I'm so happy. And I say, oh my God, it stayed lit. I actually can't not even say it. I'm so happy that that happened. 
it's usually a bigger ring gauge cigar that stays lit. Yes. Something small like this, I don't think if you put it down, no. it's going to stay lit. I think it's going to go quick. You'd know, you'd know better than well, I Well, yeah, especially Lanceros. You've got to pay attention, and they're still probably going to go out on you. So the key here is going to be taking short hits every 40 seconds or something like that. I think 42 seconds. 42? Yeah. You're going to go in? Pretty sure. Is anyone done? So how often and how hard do you normally pull on a cigar for optimum flavor? I'd say around the 45-second mark is okay. You're not really concerned about the cigar going out at that point. Because some people constantly puff. They get through a cigar real fast. It makes the cigar burn hot. Yes, it does. And it usually gets, um, I don't know, to me it's um, acidic. Mm -hmm. The cigar becomes acidic. I think I have a dud, by the way. Because there you can and see smoke coming off. Complaints. You can see smoke coming out. If I go the full thirty seconds here and then go to take a puff, the first puff makes it. There's no smoke. So when I use this excuse, the last time we did it, I never heard the end. Of so it. you should win. Yeah, you were out first. Well, yeah. Did you get smokeless tobacco? See, nothing's coming out of it. You can see it's lit. I think you're defective. I gotta puff it a few times to get to get it to happen. So what are you saying? <sighs> it's burning crooked. I don't like this. You it's a stupid a, game. You want to get another one and you start <laughs> ten minutes later, or you're already? No, I'll do. It. I'll play along. Whatever. Just complain the way, whole way through. Is this going to be two hours of complaining all the way through? Or more than likely. More than likely. Okay, just, just to know just, where just to let you know, I'm on the same boat. So. The good news is, I got barely any going, and you guys are, are chugging down. I'm yeah. feeling like a winner here so mm -hmm. far. How are you doing, with Ed Sullivan? Wow, I think I got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're going to end up talking too much, and yours is going gonna out. Go. Yeah. Pete Johnson said there's probably a twist in your bunch, and that's why you're having an issue. There's a twist in his bunch, Pete. <laughs> in his panties. <laughs> yeah, it's been like this for years. If you, if you got to know him, right? You know the problem of... What I have to deal with with this guy. Well, look how he's dressed. I did this for you. Oh, thank you. This is a gift to me. 60th birthday present. Oh, my God. Don't. It's even sickening just to think about it. <laughs> that brings me no happiness at all. Well, I did no? wish you. I was the first to wish you a happy birthday. So, so I get 25 cents off my coffee. So I got that going for me now, right? <laughs> yeah. I go to Dunkin'. I get a quarter off and before I, I, I drive myself off the road. Don't worry. Dunkin' starts earlier than 60. I think 55 is. Mm, almost went out on me. Well, see? Wow. See, I just have to keep mine going and I'll win because yours is going out. Wow, now you're getting no snow. No, we we interviewed one of the champions, former champions. Yes. I mean, his record was almost four hours on a little yeah. cigar like this. Three hours, 53 minutes. And, yeah. and you're, we, you're halfway done. Right. <laughs> In five minutes. But we said to him, uh, you know. Hey, maybe the good news is you got a, a, you got a crooked burn going. Could be. I so don't know. Good, bad, who knows? That's good in the longest ash contest. Mm. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> you were close. Guy was almost out again. <laughs> oh, my God. I think the inside might be burning, not the outside. No, I, I don't know. It's giving me, I got OCD about oh, the boy. burn. The burn is not burning right on this. 
So I think part of our issue is uh, it was 82 degrees in here this morning. So I think there's some extra moisture in our cigars. The cigars weren't here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. They were locked in a vault. Just so nobody could fuck with them or anything. Vault. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I, I think um, the inside's burning and the outside ain't burning so good. Hmm. I may have um, a slow-burning wrapper. Perfect time to touch it up, but you can't. Can't. I got to hit this every 20 yeah. seconds or so, unfortunately, until until I get it, get it going. Yeah, if you hit that with a lighter, now you get a big flame yeah. out of that. Yeah, I'm going to catch up to you guys on the burn in a second as, as the wrap is starting to catch up. All right. So competitive in reviewing uh, cigars. So we review cigars all the time. Barry, you do it more than anybody. You, you review cigars all the time. Do you think it takes away from the enjoyment of the cigar? 100%. It does. 100%. Just so you know, and every once in a while I post a picture when I get them from Cigar Journal and I put them there and I line them up and stuff. You know some people are jealous. And part of the reason I do that is actually to, I'm taking a picture for myself in case I get a number wrong on the cigar or something mm -hmm. and it's there. And then I say, yeah, what the hell? It's, it's a good picture. Let me put it up there. And, but I get people, oh, you lucky bastard or something. It, it's not as good as you think it is. It actually takes away from the enjoyment mm -hmm. so much. So you know. Oh, yeah. You do it too. <laughs> Jonathan, you're going to have to grab a cigar at the break, first break. Oh, yeah, I when, when I smoke a cigar, I want to forget everything. I just want to kick back. I want to relax. I know if a cigar tastes good. I know if a cigar burns well. I don't want to have to sit there and think about what I'm smoking. But you started before anybody. You started doing the blogs and the cigar yeah. reviews. Was it before anybody? Or no, some no. Uh, Jerry Cruz and Brian Hewitt were before me. Okay. And uh, there was a guy, I think it was Keeper of the Flame. He's not around anymore. Um, he was probably the best review site, in my opinion. Uh, but he's not doing it anymore. Uh, so I was probably... Somewhere maybe in the top five. All right. So you saw other people doing it, and you said, I want to do that too? Yeah, I was pushed by Sam Lucia to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you, when you did it, did you quickly learn that, okay, that wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be? It was fun in the beginning because yeah. like the first couple of years, is, as the site created credibility, I, I would get a lot of free things in the mail. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, even with the free things, I was spending, I was spending close to $15,000 a year on cigars. Wow. So... Any little bit helps. And, you know, it's nice that some companies still take care of me sending stuff. Drew Estate was nice to send something this week to me. Um, so that benefit, it was enjoyable getting things for free. So let me ask you this. This is an important thing. Somebody gives you the cigar for free, which is good. It's going to take away your cost of end up reviewing it. Does that add to your points because they gave you the cigar for free? No. And, and, and I wasn't as generous back then as I am now. Um, what the hell does that mean? I, I, you gave I, a you I, gave a Padron Principe natural a one hundred rating, right? And I also gave a lowest score ever a sixty nine. Giggity! It was an Andretti <laughs> cigar, yeah, worst cigar I've ever smoked. Mario? Uh, it was somebody related to Mario Andretti. Was it? it? Might have, he might have had actually something to do with the with the brand. It did it taste of exhaust fumes? Yeah, and burnt rubber. <laughs> Probably by design. <laughs> all right, I nailed my, it. My wrapper caught up. I'm in good shape. Look oh, out! Right. Look out, brother! Look out! But, so it does take away from the fun. Now we're a little closer. Yeah, we're still winning a little bit, but one stack of burning. Yeah, Pete, who's hanging out in the chat room, even said he would not enjoy cigars if he had to rate them. Mm. So here's a guy that smokes test blends 
he ha- kind of has to rate them whether they're good or not. Uh, but he doesn't find it enjoyable. I would think to get into the first third, second third, 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 and it's happened to me before. The next thing you know, I did my first third, and then I'm talking and I'm trying to multitask at the same time, which never works out good. And I'm on the third third, and I'm like, ah, shit! You know, I wasn't paying attention because you have to pay attention the whole time right. to end up doing it. What? I do find, and maybe you're different, but I do find that cigars by and large, have one main theme flavor-wise through. It's not like you go from cinnamon to lemon wedges and the, as the pr- predominant flavor. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, the back notes are going to change slightly, but if, if a cigar starts off peppery, I find by and large it stays peppery throughout the, the whole thing. Cinnamon Chinese pea pods. That's yeah. what this is. Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. Never actually ate one. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't transition. It starts with the cinnamon and pea pods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how, um, that's how pea so pods work. So you were a buyer of the cigars. Yep. You go to a trade show. You're deciding. You're lighting a cigar to see if you're going to buy the cigar to bring it into the shop, and you're going to buy a lot of them. Is it the same type of review you're doing smoking a cigar, or it's a whole different it's, animal? For me, it's pass-fail. And you'll look because there's so many cigars, so you're you're looking for reasons to say no. Through right, there's four thousand booths. Yeah, so there's reasons to say no. One of them is: is this cigar going to be in the correct price point? I know where our weak spots are going into a trade show. Okay, I'm looking maybe this time for I need to beef up our eight dollar selection. Okay, this cigar is nineteen dollars. Well, all right, that's a no because we're looking for eight dollar cigars right now. Uh, and then, or you're smoking a $19 cigar and you say, this is an $8 cigar, but it's 19 Right, right. But yeah, every, everything about going to a trade show, you're looking to pass-fail, pass-fail, pass-fail. The last thing most of the companies do is end up getting into the price with you. So here, here's our new selection. Of what it, and I love when they send it to me in advance yeah. so that I can really pay attention to the cigar. Don't show me what the price is or anything. It, it doesn't matter at that point. But I'd smoke the cigar and say, Wow, eight dollar cigar here. You show how much are they? Nineteen dollars. Oh, that happens a lot. Or sometimes the Nesta Miranda mm-hmm. actually smoked it yesterday right. again, and I'm like, it's unbelievable for what the price is. That would be a cigar that I'd say we're looking for a twelve dollar cigar. How much is it? Seven. What? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get a bonus point for that for coming in uh, w- with a lower value. So and so you buy that anyway. You don't say no. Sorry. The price the price is right. Wouldn't that be an interesting game for us to play? Oh. That we take the band off them and smoke them, and then everybody guess the price. And we have the retail price, and you got to match it up to the cigar. I Here like that go. game. The price is right. right. The price That's is a nice wrong. Show. The price, bitch. Bob Barker. Is Bob Barker still around? Is he yes, still with us? Yes, I believe so. I yeah. remember folks who have your pets spayed in. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to make 40 minutes before this ash falls off. Barry, given the outfit, you might want to have Jonathan spayed. <laughs> yes. he, he should be. He should not procreate. <laughs> no. He should not. I, I, I've told him that on occasion. So, Mr. Jonathan, I give you show notes in advance. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, can't, drag this out, can't drag this out any longer. You're I was wondering how long you were going to do it. I'm just waiting on you. All right. The following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. How to be- behave in a cigar shop for Dave. Huh. 
Hi, fellas. I have a question on cigar shop etiquette based on something I witnessed a year ago. Okay, so we talked about it last week. Lots of emails came in on that. We're not going to give you lots of them, but here's one. Uh, I want your opinion because you guys run a shop. I have a regular lounge I'm faithful to, but I still like to venture out and check out other shops. About a year ago, I got off work early and had some time to kill before a union meeting, so I decided to go to a lounge I'd been wanting to check out. I grabbed a cigar from the humidor, sat back to enjoy. The owner was great with everyone in the shop until two young ladies came in and each grabbed a flavored cigar. The shop owner rang them up and began to bag their sticks. One of the young ladies told them they were going to smoke their cigars there, to which the owner told them, sorry, ladies, but you can't smoke these here. They're going to ruin the ambiance of the lounge. Oh, God. I was taken back by this because I'd been to, I've never been to a lounge that had enforced a policy like this. In my opinion, that's bad business. The ladies got upset, and eventually he told them they could stay and smoke as long as they sat by the door. Oh, I didn't like that at all. What are your thoughts on this? I hope all is well, and thank you for continuing to do all you do. Sincerely, Josh. Uh, and this lounge was nice and had a great selection of cigars. And we don't need to name them. No. Nope. So when I had my shop in Brooklyn, it was 450 square feet total that included the humidor and the bathroom, small shop. That's what I had in East Boston. And uh, we had a policy with acid cigars that you couldn't smoke them in the shop because the people that were smoking a higher-end cigar would say that it ruined their experience because all they tasted was the aroma of the acid. So we would tell the person before we rang them up that um, due to the size of the shop, we request that you don't smoke these inside. And most people were understanding. So how's the shop doing today? It's still there. Well, I'm surprised. Still same policy? Uh, I don't know. Different owner because I got out of the business. Bad, bad business. And I'll tell you why. Because you sell the product. Don't sell the product. And we all know that you can't light your own cigar when you go into the cigar shop. You have to buy a cigar from that shop because that's rule number one, right? We went through that. Right. And if that's the case and you're selling that product, they must buy a cigar in order to smoke the cigar there. They did buy it. Now you told them they can't. And I hate the can't. I hate no doing this, no doing that, no doing Say what you can do. And if what you can do is, rule number one, buy a cigar, pick up after yourself, and enjoy yourself, you, they did rule number one, and they can't do rule number two and three because you won't allow them to do it. Uh, it's bad policy. Don't carry it then, if that's the case. So we're willing to make money off you, but we're not going to give you any service along with it. So as much as I tell and we're going to get big into this today. As much as I tell the consumer, here's what you're doing wrong, I got a lot to say about the uh, cigar shop owner of what they can and can't do. Listen, they can do whatever they want, but the question is, are they going to survive in business uh, with bad policies like that? Because those two girls, I promise you, up, oh, ash fell down. Uh, no? I got all my ash there. But all your just ash. a little tiny bit of uh, wrapper that burned through. Mm. I got to take a pull on mine. Oh, well. 17 minutes in. 17. I, I will say I've been in one of your shops before as a customer, smoking my cigar, whatever it happened to be, and another customer lit an acid. So I left. Yeah. I mean, and... We sell them. Yeah. We can light them. No. And I'm not going to complain to them. That's their enjoyment. Yeah. I think it was infringing somewhat on mine, but I have a choice. Right. I decided I'll go finish this in my car. As a cigar smoker, don't we 
being cigar smokers ourselves, people are bothered by us smoking a cigar on a beach right. a half I'm a not, mile away I'm from there. I'm never going to complain. Right. You can't do the same to the other person. You've become no. them. <laughs> so you can't do it. Uh, don't sell the product if that's the case. Right. Or sell it. Even if you sold it by the full box only, then they still can open the box and smoke the cigar. So if you're so against doing that, don't have the cigar lounge, uh, which is okay too. Sure. There's, there's cigar shops. Um, I was talking to somebody uh, um, about it this week that the old days of a cigar shop was a counter, the humidor, mm -hmm. and the area you walked around and got your cigar. It was two guys smoke shop too. Until we moved to New Hampshire, we didn't have a chair in the store ever. And people lit cigars when they were in the store, and that was okay to end up doing it, but there was no such thing as a lounge. You, you didn't have that many in the first store in New Hampshire either. No. I maybe often six. had to sit on the windowsill. Yeah, so it was six <laughs> seats over there. And then it became, as the laws became, there's no smoking here, no smoking there, people ended up adding seats to their cigar lounge. And sometimes, in some cases, their store is teeny, and the lounge is gigantic. That's a problem, too. That now you're full of people smoking a cigar, and how many people are coming and buying full boxes and purchasing cigars there becomes an issue too. But that that's a not, another whole subject of what's the magic balance of what it is. Take a puff there, buddy, before you go out. I'm it here seems for you. To be going pretty well. Yeah, mine's caught up. Everything's, everything's winning? going okay. Yep, winning. Oh, Ed Sullivan might yeah. have me. No. The other side's a little longer. Yeah. I think you still got it. Oh, my God. Okay. And Ed Sullivan is, I would say you're a faster cigar smoker. No? No, pretty slow. Yeah? You know, when we uh, do the ash holes, I'm usually, well, I think I'm always the slowest. Yeah, all right. Aaron smokes relatively fast. So, anyway, to answer his question, I say that's a, a it's a big faux pas on the uh, shop owner. Um Somebody bought the product from you. You're, you're, you should be all about customer service and make the experience for those. And that guy who watched it, he was bothered by it, mm -hmm. and he's only a customer too. Maybe they were pretty girls that he wanted to talk with or whatever, right. and he, they poo-pooed him out of there, or you must sit there in the corner over there, and the guy's sitting <laughs> all there, and he's going to be a creep now if he moves his seat and goes closer yeah. to them. So that, that became a problem too. Ah. You know, again, anybody can do whatever they want. We're here to try to help, or I'm trying to help saying that. Um, somebody buys an acid cigar, and we sell them in the store, and we sell an awful lot of them. Do a lot of acid cigar smokers stay in the store? No. For, for whatever reason, it's not It's not the case. But when it happens, it happens, and that's it. Do I notice it when it happens? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I can smell it, and uh, not, not my cup of tea. But maybe uh, it's their cup of tea. So well, not only that. That's what it's, it's about. It's, it's not about great, me. It, it can be a great gateway to get somebody into traditional cigars as well. So you want to grow the community, you, you've got to have it. Who knows what was going to happen to those girls sitting there talking to the other guys, and hopefully they did the right thing and mm -hmm. say, next time you should try one of these cigars, blah, 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 and they became a big customer. Um, I've had uh, Keith that worked for us for 15 years. Uh, Keith started off coming in the store, and he buy, buy an acid once a week. And I'm out. Up, oh, Barry's out tapping out. My after cigar went out. Twenty-one minutes. So he, his record stands. He is the worst at this. Yeah. He was smoking too, and I pulled the puff, and it just fizzled. I'm going to write that down. Twenty-one minutes for Barry. Uh, the worst ever. 
<laughs> Second worst ever. His went out in a minute last time. Yeah. Same person. He's relighting, but it doesn't count. Okay. Um, what do you think of the, again, you, you, you're How not the paying. How can you pay attention to the flavor when you're trying to make it not go out and right. hold the ash on it? Right. Takes away from it, right? Mine is and burning. I'm, I'm smoking it wrong. I'm going too fast to, to, yeah. because I don't want it to go out. The combustion now is very good. It's pretty even on me. Uh, at the very beginning, it wasn't. But then again, I only had so long to, to light it. I probably would have hit it earlier with, with the flame, and it would have been perfect you know, all the way through. But that's the problem. Those are the touch-ups and things you need. So let's go to break. And when we come back, some say we beat up the consumers of how to act in the cigar shop. We're trying to help. Today, we're going to try to help the retailer as we they begin to open up. What should the retailer be doing and what should they be doing differently? We're going to talk about that and more. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. 
So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with Smoking the Rocky Patel World Championship Cigar and Smoking Slow as Possible as we begin to give constructive thoughts to retailers watching and listening. And we have a retailer here in the audience. Is this legal to even have this? Let's let's say they weren't here, but uh, Roy from Iron Horse Cigar Depot um, from Hudson, New York, is uh, here with us. And uh, we're going to talk about what um, retailers are doing. So take nothing personal. I'm talking to everybody in general. Uh, don't I got to put don't. this down because I don't want to get an ashing penalty. So I'm I'm tapping myself out before it hits the band. Can you do that? Does it have to go out on its own? I can. As soon as I take my hand off, it's out. Boom. I'm done. 
You're, you're tapping yourself 29 out. 29 minutes because I don't want to burn the band and get the penalty. So yeah, I've got to take the most it, I can get. If you got the penalty, I would have wound up beating them. Ah, that's mm. what it's all about. So 29 minutes for Mr. J. So one-sixth of what a professional can do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we are not know-it-alls when it comes to uh, this. That's for sure, right? But I am going to light a little birthday cigar in celebration of your birthday. Thank you. What do you got? I got the Byron Disquinditos. Your favorite. So, huh. so what just, does he do on, on my birthday? Is has favorite. his favorite. <laughs> He's so like that. <laughs> Official cutting was also brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. And I'm going to light with the uh, Vertigo Intimidator. Four jets, color-changing flame, bendy neck, big-ass tank. There we go. Jonathan's a Mexican detective. You know what Roy did from uh, the, the, from New York that came up here? He bought me a cigar. Not a lot of people buy me cigars, so thank you so much. I buy people cigars all the time, but they buy me one. That's a big deal. And what a cigar he bought me. Yeah, he, he picked a good one. He picked my favorite. Not Mr. Jonathan's favorite. He picked my favorite. <laughs> Not his favorite. That's how it's done. Does it surprise you, though, when he no. brings stuff to a Christmas dinner and then takes it home with him? <laughs> I just can't catch a break. <laughs> Almost one out. Go ahead. Have thank a you kick for the bar. Thank 31 you for the minutes. Play by play over there. I have to interrupt myself sometimes because. Did you ask yet? I did not ask. No. Okay. Rick Sullivan didn't. No, well, I'm hoping one of you guys ash, so I'm not in last we got, place. We got nine minutes to ash. Well, Ed Sullivan has special dispensation. He has to remove his ash because of the equipment. So when he's right. ready to do it, I'm going to give him a pass on if that. If I got to go two hands, I can't have this over the board. No, I've can't. been trying yeah. to go one hand. You should, you're making me nervous, actually. You should we're, knock we're, that thing off. Yeah, we're not going to do penalties. Uh, besides, went out because we can't. I, I feel as though you're going to change the rules as soon as I ash. No, I won't. I won't. You, you ash he you is on. He's on the record as cr saying that. Cross your heart and hope to die. <laughs> Stick a needle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, and that goes for me too. Well, because if you got an ash penalty, Barry beats you. He doesn't beat me because I'm already 31 minutes in. Yeah, you're. What is the you're penalty? Not at 31 40 minutes. minutes yet. It's 10 minutes. Yeah. I oh, know. 30 is uh, one minute, isn't it? No, you got to go to 40. Oh, okay. Uh, 30 minutes is five minutes. So he beat me. Yeah. All right. But I don't beat you, so of course I'm not going to ask you. Anyway. As long as Johnny no, doesn't see, now win, I'm, I'm smoking win. this goddamn cigar like I don't want it to go out. I'm slowing <laughs> down, <laughs> and I'm enjoying this Byron while you guys suffer. Oh, my it God. Does it take so the, takes the enjoyment away, I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. I'll tell sure. you, I'm getting notes of chocolate right now. And it's a shame because this Rocky Patel World Smoking Championship cigar is a good cigar. It is. It's burning hot for me. You wouldn't think I'm I'm burning. I'm smoking so slow, but it is burning hot. Um, because I don't know. It, it seems like it's ready to go out. I gotta hit it again. It's smoking like a yeah, chimney. I, I hit it not at the halfway point, so I'm wondering you know if what? there's a twist in your bunch. The inside's burning. The outside ain't burning again. It's happening again. Is that good or bad? I don't know. But I'm gonna keep it. Hasn't going. hurt you so far. Well, everybody who hated last week's show is definitely going to love this one. It's riveting. <laughs> Not a lot of talking. All right. So uh, cigar shops are beginning to open up across the country, across the world. What were cigar shops doing wrong in the first place? And as we beat up the consumer a little bit, people beat up 
the cigar shop as we were doing it and telling us what was wrong with the cigar shop. So some of those things were the overall appearance of the shop, inside and out, what customers see when they walk in, is it what they should be seeing, uh, customer acknowledgement time and the comfort inside the shop, the cigar selection, the cigar brands and sizes in the store, do they have what they should, which is what the customer wants, not necessarily what the owner of the cigar shop wants, the service. What service? Customer service versus self-service. There's a difference. The customer wants service. We've heard it. Yeah. That that's what they want. Um, the real thank you, um, that becomes a problem also, and the owners and staff not accepting the honest truth. Now, when it comes to the thank you, I, I read something very interesting. Market Basket, that's a local chain up here in the Northeast, implemented a rule. Ashes off. Excuse oh, me for one yeah. second. Ashes off. Ed, you are the winner. No, the, I, I uh, had to tap mine. And his cigar, cigar went out. out. And right, the cigar so. is out. 44 is so 34. 34. 34. Terrible. 34 minutes is Dave. And it's all up to you, buddy. I got the anxiety well, still. Maybe, maybe are you lit? Are you lit? Yeah. I want to see some smoke come out. You will. He's taking a puff on the cigar. He's yes. exhaling the smoke. Uh, now, we, we don't see you, but he's doing it, and, you, you and, he, and he's exhausting. I beat you guys anyway, but I hate coming see, in. See, I'm first loser. Right. You are. <laughs> so, with, with respect to the thank yous, before you interrupted me. Um, Sorry. I was, I was Market back. Basket, about five years ago, implemented a policy for their staff from the cashier and the bag boys. They were to say thank you. At the end of the transaction, thank you for coming in. And they saw a twenty percent increase in sales because they wanted. Really, they I've wanted. Never been thanked once in Market Basket. I get thanked every time. You may, you may not even realize it that they're doing Pro it. They're, probably because you're an angry person, and they're it afraid. seemed like they were on the top of their game after. Remember, they were protesting and all yeah. that problem ended up happening. So I wonder, after the COVID nineteen thing goes on, do we get a little? Gr more grateful, the shop owner grateful. I'm certainly grateful. We we were freaking bleeding out here. Yep. So I'm I'm more grateful than ever. I was always grateful, but I feel like, you know, as we bring it out to their cars and things Thank like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And wholeheartedly meant it, for sure. You know, people say it, but really meaning it. Yep. Uh, big difference. Big difference. Uh, right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And this week's Scandinavian Tobacco Group announced their Q1 earnings soaring 5% growth to $263 million in revenue. Jewish State announced the cancellation of the Barn Smoker events due to COVID-19. And this week I spoke to a... Is, is that going to be rescheduled till September? Or is uh, that no, next year. They all gone. Canceled them all wow. for this year. And, with, and they had three of them played. Uh They had five, I think, including wow. a couple of virtual ones, and they canceled those too. Wow, why? I'm not sure. Wow. Um, this week I spoke to a manufacturer in Honduras who informed me he's having a hard time getting product out of the country 
as many airlines have suspended flights. He's now currently working on to get together a shipment via cargo container, and he needs to put together 121 more boxes uh, shipment-wise in order to get it on the cargo container. Meanwhile, a similar situation is happening in Nicaragua. Has and when you say boxes, you don't mean boxes. So guys, no, I mean cases. Bo- cases. Master crates. Yeah. Master crates, yep. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, a similar situation is happening in Nicaragua. As seven airlines have suspended flights, including American Airlines, which has suspended them till at least July of 2020. Yeah, this says we may get a shortage. Yes, now the light writing is on the wall yeah. for a shortage. Uh, and new to Two Guys Smoke Shop this week and twoguyscigars.com is the JFR Lunatic Torch and the Aladino Cameroon. Now, we got yes. the Cameroon, but we did not get any torches, I don't think, here. I was, uh, I was looking for it. it. We'll discuss that during a commercial break. Oh. <laughs> yeah, held on to all of them. They do that sometimes. <laughs> Uh, all right, upcoming shows next week. Uh, we're going to talk about how to cut a cigar, uh, the the bullet, the V cutter, the straight cut, all the different ways to end up doing it. How does it affect the taste of the cigar? We're going to get into that in our annual survey. We did it last year for the first time. We got all new questions, and we want you to participate. We'll go to, go over the questions and talk about that too next week. The following week, good burn on a cigar, how it affects the taste. We're going to talk about the burning of a cigar. When you see the cigar canoe or it burns on one side, why does that happen? What do you do about it? Does it affect the taste? The answer is yes, and we'll get into um, what to do about it uh, in the following show. We'll get into aging cigars the following show, and then uh, on Father's Day week, we have Nick and Nicholas Perdomo live in studio. Uh, we're going to have them coming around to our stores that week, and um, we are also going to launch the Perdomo Firecracker. So uh, all that's going to go on, uh, and we're going to begin to see human beings, real human beings. We started today. You guys are the first ones in months. To, it's so nice to see people. You know, I love people, and by you know, nothing wrong with hanging out with you all this time, but. I want regular people. I know. I, I wear. I, I wear on people. Normal people. Yeah. So uh, let's get into uh, the the problems with the retailer now. Uh, let's go by one by one uh, because customers are grading your stores every time, Mister Retailer, and, and for the consumers out there, uh, see if I'm uh, if you agree with what I'm saying. Um, first problem, uh, and lots of stores begin with the overall appearance of the cigar shop, and, and we'll take it right from the outside of the cigar shop. And I know this because I had. Four different stores in Massachusetts before moving to New Hampshire. I moved to New Hampshire, and we started all over again, and the appearance became very different at that point because I learned a lot of mistakes I made along the way of four different cigar stores, and one of them started with the location. And, you know, when it comes to retailer, you hear people say location, location, location. Well, I always played it up with the low-rent districts, zero parking, and quickly learned that location changed everything when we moved, that we had easy in and out and uh, ample parking that happened, and it changed my life at that point. It's huge. And I learned the lesson that day that that happened. Uh, curb appeal was a big thing. Um, is it worn out, messy, dark? It becomes the first impression. It's the impression even before somebody comes in the store. When we moved across the street from th- this uh, from the store we had, which was in a strip mall, into a standalone building, the growth that we had when we did that was about 30% moving across the street because it became the curb appeal of people that 
said to me, you know, I drove by a whole bunch of times when you used to be across the street. Now you moved across the street. I had to see what was inside. And we're talking about people that didn't even smoke cigars and became cigar smokers right. at that point. It was a big, big deal that ended up happening. As you approach the door, is it inviting as you walk to the door? Or is it, oh, my God, I don't even know if I should go in here. What is the, is the gut feeling you think that's happening? And you, as the shop owner, need to look at that every day that you go to your store. Look at it before you end up coming in because that's the first thing that ends up happening. Your regular doesn't – it doesn't matter with your regular because he has come in and out of the store and he – already knows what's going to be beyond that door but is somebody having a second thought at that point stickers all over the door you know of you accept mastercard and visa or you gave to a charity you did this and um or pieces of paper that are taped to the door that somebody's having some fundraiser down all that stuff goes away and then gets cleaned up and it becomes more inviting walking into the store the first impression the lasting impression that ends up happening even as you're regulars are coming in it becomes a different feeling that happens right there as you approach the as you approach the door do the daily walk around of your parking lot before you walk in the store take a look of of, of a sign that that um is disconnected itself or something needs a little touch-up paint or some rotted wood or um butts that are in the parking lot all this stuff this this opening thing that happens before i think is a major major issue and uh, you may not hear it from, from the customer that says it, but you will hear it after you fix it. That's what I learned that right. ends up happening, that I, I end up fixing it, and somebody says, oh, my God, I like it so much better now that you did this. And they never said that it was a problem, but it was psychologically in the back of their head because after you changed it, that's when you ended up hearing it. Um, a great customer is one that does complain to me, that tells me what the problem is, and somebody that's that's – just trying to be nice and not bringing it to my isn't helping me in any way. So I, I actually like the construct, constructive criticism to a sick degree. I do. Uh, you hear it on the Cigar Authority that we we read <laughs> the worst ones yeah. first. It's the ones that matter to us. Hey, you guys are great. I love your show. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, you hear that a hundred times. It's not helping us. It's nice to hear, but it really doesn't help. The second problem is. Uh, what the customer saw when they walked in. So they walk in the door, and I, I tell you the manager First five of the things store. you see. So you walk in, you open your eyes, and you do it every single day, and you look at the first few things that you end up seeing. It shouldn't be a coat rack. It shouldn't be the guys hanging in the store. It shouldn't that, be. That's my least favorite. When I walk into a store and you got to walk the gauntlet, of all the regulars, just yeah. to get to the cigars. Yeah, and they're eyeing you up and down. Oh, What's yeah, this guy yeah. doing in here? It's it, it's such a negative it, feeling. They all stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. In so, my case, they usually were talking about And me. then yeah. you can't control the look of the first thing people see because customers come and go. Some are a little more disheveled than others. Mm. Now, if Angelina Jolie was the first thing you saw walking in a cigar shop, different. that would be a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, depends who you are. But yes, now... When we were across the street, Ed Sullivan, you remember walking into that mm -hmm. store. Were you ever over there? I bought my first cigar from you, David. Okay. So you across did. Across the street. Yeah. The people sat right in the front. Yeah. It was intimidating. Again, I didn't know because mm -hmm. I walked in in the morning and there was nobody sitting there because I had the keys to the door and I opened it and nobody was there. Never walked in again, stayed till I closed and there was nobody there <laughs> also. After I moved across the street and because of the layout of the building, I put the people into the far right 
Not realize, I didn't do it for any other reason than that, that's where it belonged, it seemed to me. And then the people started coming in and said, this is so much better <laughs> that I'm not walking into all your regulars that would stare me up and down. Guy said it, lady said it, everybody said it. And I said, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Now I know. And maybe you're not thinking that as a retailer. Um, and if you're a consumer, maybe the owner of the shop isn't realizing it either. Maybe you say to him, you know, it would be probably way better for you if you ended up putting the seating over there because just so you know, you walk in and you guys, and they don't mean anything either, mm-hmm. but the door opens and eyes go to them right away. And imagine 10 guys sitting there and everybody's looking at the guy walk in. What do you think that initial feeling is? It's usually not good. How is the lighting in there? And the majority of cigar shops are dimly lit. Right. And that's ambiance is the thought process. But you're in the business of selling. It should be well lit. Um, it, it shouldn't be dark and dreary because the guy's sitting there enjoying the cigar because what you should care most about is the guy coming in. And maybe the guy comes in and buys a whole box of cigars, which takes care of every person that's sitting right. in there uh, in one second. Cluttered and spacious organized and inviting and maybe your house isn't like that but you should your store needs to be and it should be a better place for them to go than even their own house um welcoming the aroma is it stale or is it fresh in there and i like the smell of smoke and i love the smell of tobacco um but when it when it's stale tobacco when it's stuff that the ashtrays haven't been cleaned and all that that stale smell of tobacco is a whole different thing um and looking at it when you walk in, the floor that's there, can you tell the last time that that floor was scrubbed? And I don't mean just sweeped, but scrubbed and cleaned. Uh, it's, a, it's another indicator that it has there. And always take the temperature of a cigar shop. Is it hot? Is it cold? Or is it just right? It should be just right. Always. On the cooler side is better. If the cigar shop is too hot, that means the cigars are in that hot environment, and it's, and it's not good for there. The third thing is uh, the comfort level and acknowledgement. Um, how long is it before you walk in the shop that you are acknowledged by the people working in the store? And that should be very quick. It could be good morning, welcome, how are you? Uh, it's not how, um, what, what do you want or something, but some sort of acknowledgement. And I understand I've worked in cigar shop for three years by myself, no other worker that was in there, and you're waiting on somebody and somebody comes in. But an acknowledgement is a, is a simple Huge. thing. I know you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm with this guy right now. Let me get to you. Oh, I'm just looking around at them. Okay, I'll be with you as soon as I can. Uh, something like that. Um, does the customer feel like a stranger when they come in? And you don't want that. You want the cheers feeling that happens even for the unknown person that's in there that feels good that comes in because that's what cigar smoking is you know if you feel comfortable in the store you'll become a regular of it because you feel good even the first time you came in it must have happened barry you went to a lot of stores a lot of shops so some of them made you feel good when you came in and some you never went back because you don't feel a hundred percent yeah you don't want to feel like an outcast the second you walk in a store yeah yeah, and and um, me and you went into a, a a few stores together, and they were great stores. Yeah, and it felt good right right from the get go. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I don't have a lot of experience on the negative side of what that is. Um, you know, sometimes I go into a store and they know who I am. So it's a, a whole different story. But uh, going into a store as an unknown mm-hmm. of there, 
it's intimidating. And, I, and it's already intimidating because it, most people just don't gravitate toward meeting new people. And you know, you're going to walk into a store and the very least you're going to be meeting the clerk. That can be a little off-putting on its own. Yeah, and this you want to mitigate as much as possible. And I'm saying this to the shop owner, but it's to the clerk working in the shop also that you know make the the guy feel comfortable and don't make him feel like he's an idiot and he doesn't know. And you know you got to stay away from that too, Jonathan. It's a high percentage of customers that come in and you greet them and they say, "I'm just looking." Yep. But having made that initial contact. How often do they come back and ask Almost every a question? Time, yeah. Yeah. They're just looking, and then they've got a question, and they come right back. Yeah, and if the chairs in your lounge are torn or tattered, invest the $200 on a new chair because that might cost you a $200 purchase. Yeah, well, yeah. The worst barrier are the ones that think it's nice to have a rug under the seats. <laughs> and it just ends up as an ash magnet full of burns. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the selection. Is it the same old selection that's everywhere? The same cigars that's down the street, the same cigars that's in the thing, same cigars that's all over the catalogs and stuff like that. If it is, why are you any different or any special than the other guy that's there? Um, the first question asked in cigar shops always is, what's, what's new? new? What's new? And it can just be a different cigar than is at the other stores. What's new is, is an important thing. And I know we have FDA regulations, but you change the selection. Like, like a restaurant changes the menu, new menu. Your, your menu needs to change. Get rid of the old stuff. Bring in the new stuff. Try some new things. It should be somewhat of a revolving door inside your humidor. Uh, not necessarily what's new, but what's new inside the shop. Uh, retailers uh, play it safe too often, and by playing it safe, you can never hit a home run. That you're just going to try to bunt every single time. Uh, brands that people ask for. Uh, make your shop one that you are showing them a product, and they like it. I promise you, they like it from years of experience. Some problems I've seen with that is uh, too many times shop owners purchase what they like instead of knowing what customers like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to carry Bud Coors and Miller and Michelob and you're a beer shop, well, what is so special about you? Every single place has those four brands when it comes to beer. It's the same thing when it comes to cigars. You know, pick out the, the, the top 10 cigar brands that are sold. And if that's what you highlight in your shop, why are you special? I mean, really, you should have it. Yes, but it's yes. not that, and you said the right word. It's not to be highlighted because that's what everybody has. You yeah. want to highlight the stuff that makes yeah. you a little Maybe different. Maybe you have a, a few facings of each one of those most popular, but you, you need to leave room for these um, new products or these um, products that are, differentiate you from the guy down the street. Everybody carrying the same thing. There's, there's actually no reason to, to jump ship, right? It's mm -hmm. the same stuff there. Uh, maybe their shop is in a better location or they got to drive by that shop to get to your shop. Why would they do it? It's got to be selection. Also a cleaner store, a nicer yep. store. Um, what um, most shops do is push and promote the biggest selling stuff. I scratch my head when they, when they do that because, you know, you're, you're pushing Budweiser. What? Why? Yeah. Why does that end up happening? Um, Uninformed, uneducated, lack of skills or lazy employees that are there 
Uh, they got to step it up. It's more than ever now is the time to step it up and be educated, even on the brands you don't carry. And that falls on the owner. The owner should be doing the education. Yeah. But if you get good, skilled uh, employees, uh, Barry, you know more about cigar brands. I go to you because mm -hmm. you, you're all constantly following. And I, I call you every once in a while. I say, what about this brand? Right. Ba -ba 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 -ba. You tell me. I, I want the education of it, but you, as an employee, know some of these, more of these things than I do. Which and is also important for a shop owner. Don't think you know it all. Oh, nobody knows it all. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Nobody. Um, the fifth is service. That was Barry's attempt to have a segue so you could throw to the, the after, after show. show. Way wow. to blow that one. All right. We're going to talk about know-it-alls on the after show today, folks. Yes, we are. Uh, the fifth one is service. Uh, did you get everything you need? Very, very important. So it, this is the most important thing. So somebody comes in to buy four cigars because they're going golfing, and they don't know anything about it because they, they were just – chosen of the, the group of four to go get it and the guy ends up coming in and saying all right i'm going to take four of these cigars and let's say a monte cristo number two because it's a famous name or something that's what they end up wanting that's what i want and you bag up the four cigars and you let the guy go you have done such a disservice to that customer he just bought four torpedoes does he have a cutter yeah, you can't chew through a torpedo very well you so he's going to have a terrible experience when he gets there and does he have matches? And if he does, it's windy outside mm -hmm. today, and those matches aren't going to work. Does he need a jet lighter? And does he need? Why oh, already have a lighter? Do you need butane gas for it? These are things you need. These aren't add-ons. These are checking with the customer to make yes. sure they have everything they need to have a good experience. It's so so important to do, and it's so they're missing. Gonna, they're going to remember the experience on the golf course, and they're going to remember that you delivered it. So the guy gets the, out there. The cigar and has was terrible. It was a great cigar, but the cigar was terrible because he chewed through it to a piece and he couldn't light it properly. Correct. So his experience is terrible, and it's on you. It's on you to make sure. Uh, the thank you that we talked about, sincere thank you. And it should be every employee should do it because the only reason why we came to work today is for that customer that came in. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't come in for any other reason. I'm coming in for the customer, and it's customer service. Well, and to see what outfit I'm wearing. Absolutely. We know that. And, when, the, and the hard truth, the last one, is Mr. Retailer, if you were a customer of your store the first time today, what are the odds that you would come back? What was it that you provided that others don't or you're the store to go to? Uh, can they do anything better for the odds of the future. Can you do anything better that would up your odds for that person to come back? Think about it as it's going on. And if so, can you, can, can you accept the constructive criticism? Do you embrace it and like to end up hearing it? You should because it's the only way you're going to get better. In order for me to get better, I think I'm doing everything right. It's 35 years of it. I got to hear it from the customer. I do hear it. I like it. I embrace it. And I go with it. Is it 100% right all the time? No, it isn't. But you need, you need to hear what they're thinking. Right. And unless you're a mind reader, you can't do it without hearing it. For, so um, One thing I wish shop owners would do more often, and it's, my, it's the thing I've noticed the most in going to shops around the country, the, the shop owner or the employee should walk the humidor because too many times there are cigars on the shelf that are cracked, split, um, bands coming off. Yeah. Remove that from the shelf. Yeah. Don't let a customer see that because it shows you don't care about your product. The cigar that's sitting in there, and it's its second anniversary of sitting on the shelf, mm -hmm. 
Get it out. Yes. Because it's not doing you any good at all. It's been sitting there. Uh, next year, it's going to be there, too. You can say happy birthday to those, that cigar again, or you can just get it out of there and try a new product. Put something new and fresh that's in there. I don't say you got to buy heavy. I know cigars are expensive and stuff, but a, a box here, a box there, and, and, and that's not even fair to the brand, a box. You need three, maybe four sizes of that brand to give it a front mark for it to be able to succeed. And at least one to show, one to go. It's You, you want to have a box available yeah, for someone yeah. that's going to buy a box. So Rocky Patel World Championship, Ed Sullivan, where are you? You're still lit. He is almost an hour into this. He's got two and a half minutes left. So he's definitely got um, an hour into this. He's getting another, what do you think? Ten minutes. We'll 12. see. All right. We I got, think you can make it last 20. Eh. We'll see where I'm you are. I'm getting kind of sick of it. Yeah, as of right now, he's triple Barry, so that's yeah. all that really but, matters. But stay through the, through, the, through the break, and we'll see where you are. When we come back, we're going to continue the same cigar, or, or Ed is going to continue the same cigar. I may I'm finish off the cigar I lit up and uh, see um, who, sh- who outlasts the other I have here on my show notes. But uh, Ed Sullivan is the winner. Let's see how far he goes as retailers begin to step up their game for the future of the cigar industry. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations, 
Science of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th Anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th Anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello, this is Justo Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Yeah, we're back with our number two, and uh, 
just about one hour into the Rocky Patel World Championships, I got the last guy standing was Ed Sullivan. Mm. What happened, Ed? Right. Just went out on me very suddenly. It just shut off. I think I Boom. understand why they're, they're not going to televise this on uh, one of the <laughs> yeah. sports networks because how do you do a play-by-play on this? It's the most boring shit. It's not a good experience as far as smo- the smoking goes. I mean, we're smoking for enjoyment. With that, it's but, not But we enjoyable. understand the combustion level of tobacco and how it burns. How could you possibly make we, one hour and 30 seconds for Ed Sullivan? That's what he come in at. He didn't have much left to go before he hit the band anyway. Uh, I mean, maybe if it kept going, i get 10 minutes, something yeah. like that. So how does somebody get three hours out of something like that? How do you go much longer than you ended up doing it? And it was... Uh, it ruins it. It's just like doing the um, doing reviews. It kind of ruins the enjoyment of a, of the cigar, right. yeah. of the flavors of things that we we look for. Right. We couldn't even really talk about it when it came time. We're also better than the longest ash contest. No, that's I, another one that sucks. You're not enjoying that. No, but I, I think this one might be a little worse. And have you ever done the fastest smoking? No. We used to do it up here. But the third year when the guy threw up and was sick <laughs> after, we said, okay, we're done with that. <laughs> we, we did it for three years. And we'd get a big, big cigar. Yeah. And a big, strong cigar. <clears throat> and it would be a race to hit the band. Grab a digger or something. Yeah. 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 It was before digger. It was many years ago. But I made so many mistakes over the years. So <laughs> that seemed like a good idea. But again... Uh, Lots of mistakes. Uh, one mistake was uh, one mistake wasn't doing the father and son dinner. It was going to be interesting that we have it uh, coming up on June twentieth with Nick and Nicholas Perdomo. Uh, sold out in, in hours, yeah. not days. It was hours. So unfortunately, that is sold out for those interested in going. But what isn't sold out is Two Guys Smoke Shop's thirty fifth anniversary. Uh, tickets went on sale on May 9th. Um, we cut it down from 500 tickets to 400 tickets, and we still have 50 left to go. Not the end of the world because it isn't until September 16th. There's 50 tickets left, so we got probably plenty of a time. lot of people sitting on the sidelines waiting to see how well, things go. As I say, now we have no tickets to the father and son left to go, and we have 50 of these tickets left to go. Uh, the tables are 10. It could be five people, and, and it's over. I, I wouldn't wait that long if you're looking to kick the tires because people were kicking the tires on the father and son, and now they're kicking their ass. So don't let that happen to you. Um, it is going to be on Wednesday, September 16th. It's in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Um, it's maybe about 30 miles north of Logan Airport or mm-hmm. 30 miles south of um, Manchester. Manchester. Um, if you live in the area, it should be a no-brainer to you. For $225, you're going to get 17 cigars handed to you um, as soon as you walk through the door. Uh, cocktail hour happens for about an hour uh, because it's called a cocktail hour. <laughs> uh, and um, then we go into another room at that point, and there will be a sit-down dinner. Uh, Italian food plated, brought to your table, antipasto, chicken parmesan, veal parmesan, ziti's, coffee, dessert. You get a whole bunch of food, uh, as much as you want. 
And then there'll be comedy with Joey and Eddie, funny guy from uh, the Boston area. And um, then becomes the game show. It's an elimination game show as it goes on. And uh, the top prize, the person at the end that lasts the longest throughout this whole thing. And it's just elimination. It's not like you got to do any anything. You're just going to be sitting there. You know how to read discuss. and count. Right. That's it. Um, the first prize is $35,000. Are we eligible to win? You, you are not. Ah, all right. So uh, all the who's who in the cigar industry will be there. And uh, as I say, there is uh, uh, only 50 tickets left, and those tickets will go fast, and then you're going to say, I should have did it. Don't should have. Do it. What if it doesn't happen, Dave? What if it doesn't happen? Of course, I'll give you your money back, and you won't have to worry about a thing. Correct. But uh, it will happen. It will happen. So uh, let's get back to it. Let's talk about the things the retailers need to set up, set, um, step up their game or else. And uh, part of this is that I'm worried about brick-and-mortar retailers, all brick-and-mortar retailers, not just in the cigar industry, but especially in the cigar industry. Brick-and-mortar uh, are competing against online giants, and in the case of the cigar industry, it's some of our biggest, supply, biggest suppliers that are our competition. That's a fact. And I'm afraid... Um, the end game for some of them are uh, to eliminate eliminate their competition because that's what competitors do, right? They eliminate their competition. And uh, some believe and estimate that 50% of retailers will be gone because of the pandemic, ep uh, epidemic that happened pandemic. and also pandemic and also because um, of the online presence across the board. And that goes for the cigar industry also. So, a lot of these guys could just be going away. The favorite brick-and-mortar store you love to go to. Um, and it could be as soon as 2021 or some closing up now. So I, I tell you as the consumer to to go to these brick-and-mortars and to buy when you go to them. But also at the same time, the brick-and-mortar needs to step up their game if they want to compete and win. Absolutely. We saw this happen at the end of the cigar boom. The cream rises to the top. It's time for the retailer to understand this and to step it up. Um, the retailer can't compete with these online supplies and price um, and selection, so retailers need to stand out in other ways. Um, what some of these ways are to survive is going for the future needs to be to clean up their act. Remodel. A clean and comfortable, well-lit, inviting store. Build a helpful and friendly staff. You have a staff now. You have to build a helpful and friendly staff. And it can be the same staff you have now. They need to step up too. You need to work them. Um, take down the stickers and signs on the door. The three things, don't forget the three things when they walk in your store. Take a look at it. Walk out your store now. Walk back in. Look at the three things. You, the consumer, when you walk in the store the next time, look at it. It shouldn't be the coat rack. It shouldn't be the guys hanging in the store. It should be cigars, lighters, and, and cutters. The, the staff quickly adapts to that. Jonathan and I, many a morning, would walk in and say, okay, what's Dave going to see? Right, right. <laughs> we, we often got it wrong, but we cleaned up a lot in the meantime. We did. <laughs> Air purifiers, clean windows, mop floors. It, it's not a big deal, and it's not a costly thing to do. It's just step it up a little bit. No more self-service. Retailers must service to sell. The self-service thing has to go away because that's not what the consumer wants. They're going to get um, self-service online. Click the button, get whatever they want at a, at a less price. So um, show and tell. It's that simple. Show and tell them um, the products out there. 
people aren't asking for this product is, is a pushback from one of these little small boutique brands that, no, I'm not going to take that in. Nobody's asking for it. That's because you're not showing and telling. You're hoping that the bloggers doing it or the advertisement in the magazines doing it or something. But your advertising within your store is the most powerful that there is. Use it. Understand what your assets are and what your liabilities are. Your liabilities are the same product that's online for a lot cheap. That's a liability. Your asset is a product that they don't have that isn't asked for that you can show and tell. And, you know, one thing is if you want to show a particular cigar uh, to customers, smoke it yourself. I mean, how many times do customers come in and say, what are you smoking? Yeah. Oh, it's and so then it easy. gives you an opportunity to talk You, the about shop that owner, cigar. and you, the employee, are influencers. You are the Major. you are the most powerful influencer in your shop. What you smoke is what everyone's going to want to smoke. And certainly more than the cigar rep. Mm. That what I smoke on the sales floor is going to determine some of the things that are going to be sold that day that's in there because somebody is going to eventually say to me, what are you smoking? Yeah. And it's certainly not going to be the one that's online for a lot cheaper than it's there. That's that's me and my employees of what it is. I know, but but lately you're smoking Dos Ombre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Not Dos, today. Dos Ombre no. bought the building. <laughs> there we go. I think something else retailers could do is uh, there's a lot of other retailers out there that are more than forthcoming and willing to give advice. So it doesn't hurt for one retailer to reach out to another retailer. Yeah, and, and one of the bad things is there is no trade show this year mm-hmm. because a lot of that would happen. The retailers talk with each other. And mm-hmm. I always say it to everybody, including Cigar Media that I see, what's hot out there? What are people mm-hmm. talking about? What am I missing? Am I missing something? Is there something that, that's there? And somebody says, oh, my God, the, the brand X or something is really starting to move in my store. People mm-hmm. really love it. They the magic is that somebody buys the product and then they come back and they buy it again. They've now voted with their wallet. Yeah, to to a major degree. If that's happening, boy, I want to know about it. And if retailers share that information, it's great, especially the, the unknown brand that that, that that is that good. Um, create events, real events, fun, informative, and creative events. I wrote a whole book on it. David versus Goliath by David Garofalo. Look at it. These are proven promotions that I put together over 35 years. And I'm put, I put that book out for all retailers, but the honest, honest to God truth is that, that every single one of those events were done in cigar shops multiple times to know that they're proven and they work. It wasn't a, well, it ended up working. We got lucky. The weather was good or whatever ended up happening. And, they're proven. And I will say, even if you're not a big reader, very yeah. easy book. I know? wrote it. I'm not but a big writer. He's right. Yeah. And a lot so, of pictures. Uh, you, you can open to any particular promotion. And what is it? Two, two or pages. three pages. That's it. I don't think I even made made three pages no. on one of them. I made it as <laughs> dumbed it down as best as possible because I did it exactly the way I did it, as dumb as it could be. And listen, I got a whole bunch that didn't work good at all. They were terrible. They're not in the book, so you don't have to worry about it. Uh, someday you want to talk about. Some of the, the ridiculous, <laughs> stupid things were some that I came up with that we didn't do, that we yeah. that we talked about, that we still haven't done. Yeah, the the chickens weren't in the book, were they? No, the no. chickens one and done. Right, didn't make it. it. Didn't make it. It was one and done, and that was enough of it. But um, turkey bowling, turkey bowling made it. Yeah, we did that for many, many years, and it worked. And people came by, and they talked about it at Thanksgiving, and people came <laughs> back. It worked. Um, I think I put that in there. I think I did. Um, change the menu. 
no more of the same old, same old. Uh, they come in your store and it's the same menu that you've had for 30 years, 10 years, 5 years. Um, they want to see new things. What's new is what they're asking for. Service the customer. Be sure they have everything they need to have a great experience with that cigar. Show them something every single time, even the regulars. They like it. You think it's a negative thing? It's such a positive thing. Be thankful and sincere. Let them know. Be sure they understand the only reason why you came in is to service them. It's a fact. What other reason did you go to work that day? That's the reason why. The brick and mortar needs to accept criticism so that they can improve. So uh, get the book, David versus Goliath, or get anybody's book that's helped you, the brick and mortar retailer, succeed because it's going to get tougher. People got used to going online more than ever before. Right. It's going to get but tough. you got to step it up. What I will say that, that's good about your book is it's all practical, right? It's not a theory of what you no. should do. You just go open it up, find something, try it. Yeah. So Some, some so simple things. Um, it's time to reopen. It's time to reboot and make the change. It's time to change for the better so you can survive and thrive. I've been there before in 1997 at the, the end of the cigar boom. In 2002, massive regulations on smoking hurt us. Uh, in 2008, it was the economic crash, S-chip in 2009, and now COVID-19 in 2020. Uh, this was a tough one. I think that our shops are going to be better than they ever were because I have a plan for success going there. I did not take it lightly. It was a major thing. Do the same. Do the same, please, brick-and-mortar retailers. I can ask the consumer to go to your store, but if they have a bad experience, I can get them. I can get a customer to come in and try a cigar once every single time. If the cigar is lousy, they're not going to buy it. I can sell it once. I can get the customer to go into your store one time. If they have a bad experience, it's up to you. Make the experience sensational. Make it sensational. There's great retailers out there, not just in the cigar industry, but in other industries too. Look what they're doing. Copy from them. It doesn't have to be in the cigar industry. You go to your favorite bakery and you see the way they are and why you go there all the time. Why is it? Why do you go get your hair cut at, the, at that certain place that you do? Look, pick up some information that's out there because it's great stuff. Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> Free candy. <laughs> yeah. Elvis wrote, are you lonesome tonight? And Hank Williams rebutted, he was so lonesome he could cry. But this week, that has changed in Wyoming as strip clubs have reopened. No one is asking the ladies to don't stand so close to me as they dance the night away on the stripper poles, wondering if this is the end of the world as we know it, while customers insist they feel fine. The women can strip and give lap dances, but they must do their best to show eyes without a face, as darling Nikki must wear a mask while she bumps and grinds, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. He's back. Well... He's back. And I hadn't thought about the strip clubs. This is thought-provoking. How many people missed their uh, college tuition payments because they weren't able to raise money on the pole? <laughs> I heard the strippers were delivering food 
at some places mm-hmm. during this pandemic with strippers delivering? And do they strip when they bring or something? the food? No, or, no. no. But they get big tips, and <laughs> that's what's going on. Do you go to the strip club for the chicken wings? Yeah. I'm asking you, Barry. Do they, do they have chicken wings? There are some strip clubs that have like highly rated buffets. So I would never go wow. there for the buffet. But buffets are over now. Yes, they are. COVID. Wow. It's done, I think. So what about the places that are buffet places? I think they're done. Is, is, like, is Golden Corral a buffet place? Yeah, or? they haven't opened up the one in Manchester yet. They delayed it because of COVID. But it's going to open. It's Eventually. not over. Yeah, yeah, it's not over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And it's not over now. <laughs> and it's not over now. It's going to make a comeback. We're all going to make a comeback, but we got to do it smart. So they got to put the sneeze things on there. They got to get creative. Does this completely blow away? Six months from now, we say, do you remember that? I think. Does it uh, blow away? I don't think it blows away. Maybe. Maybe a couple of years from now it'll be yes. a memory, mm. but it's going to take a little while. Wow. Yeah, the key is whether or not there'll be a second wave in the uh, fall winter. That's the key. It's over. <laughs> I, I made the determination. It's over. <laughs> it's over. The after show, know-it-alls. We're going to talk about know-it-alls because uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney got kind of beat up on the show this week um, on the, on the uh, emails and all over social media. And uh, I think uh, the people were wrong. I think so. So we're going to talk about that and uh, know-it-alls in the Cigar Lounge and know-it-alls across the board. But uh, right now, let's get to the Don Raphael offer of the day. And it's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And uh, this came into discussion. $100 to cover your entire body from the neck down in Nair. Five minutes. You put it on. Maybe you wear a... No, you can't wear a bikini. From the neck down. Yeah, I'm in. As long as it's on Jonathan putting it on me, I'm in. Really? hundred bucks? Five yeah. minutes? Yeah. You got to wear it for 10 minutes anyway. I think yeah. we got a show coming up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really? Neck down. I yeah. can keep my handlebar. Yeah. Uh, keep your hair yeah. in your head? Um, yeah, Jonathan I'll, can't, but... I'll do it. Are you a hairy man? Uh, just like the upper chest part. I got no hair on my legs, which drives my, my wife is super jealous about. But what about your you ass? Know, stuff don't grow in the shade. <laughs> what can I say? And, and? I would do it. Down there? Uh, yeah, I would do it down there, too. I do down there, so. There? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Wow, you're a sick boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan goes down under. What can we say? Does it does it but burn? Boom, does it boom, hurt? Boom. No. Really? No. It feels never, great. You, get out of here. It's awesome. All right, I gotta watch what I ask for. <laughs> <laughs> did you relight the Rocky Patel World Championship? No, sir. No, what did you light? I, I believe it or not, I haven't lit anything. Wow. It, that was just the world might be coming to an end. It was a bad experience. Not the cigar was good, but what Barry, what did you like? I on? went with the Aladino Cameroon Lonsdale. All right. They're brand new. Yeah, been smoking them like crazy. As Mr. Jonathan has been yep. I saw him first light up first thing this morning. What are you smoking now? I'm smoking the Byron Disquinditos. And I am smoking an Atabay, and this was a different size for this me today. This was the Delirious. The Delirious. Which Delirious. I like very much. Usually I go to the... Mysticos. Nope. 
Ritos. Ritos. Is, is that the one Eddie Murphy likes, the delirious? I think so, yeah. yeah. Why? Or Raw. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that one of his, his comedy specials? Delirious. Delirious. Really? Yeah. Oh. And that's a fire, Goonie Goo Goo. Oh, that was the one? <laughs> I think it was one of them, yep. Goonie Goo Goo Mobile. <laughs> All right, we got more in the mailbag to get to, a matchup of the week, and lots more. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. 
what I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And Dave, before you start, Janine Perdomo just says the entire Perdomo family wishes you a very happy birthday. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Good folks over there. Uh, we are back, I would say, with Smoking the Rocky Patel World Championship, because that's what it says on my notes, but we're not, because we all were gone within an hour. Uh, you got to try that yourself and see how long you can end up... Uh, doing that and if you're really good next year um maybe we're gonna do that event again i'd say if you could pull off two hours on it you're in you're in contention at that point you, it's gonna be up to the cigar all right so uh what should they be doing differently what should brick and mortar retailers be doing differently after this covert 19 they got i'll, I'll tell you up. i would say my number one pet peeve is not being greeted when I walk in, I, I, I like to be acknowledged that people know I'm there. That's for me. That's my number one pet peeve walking into a shop. I get soured right away if I'm not acknowledged. Barry, you go probably into still going to more cigar shops than any of us. Yeah. I mean, the thing I want is I want a clean humidor. I want the product to look like it was cared for. Yeah. I don't want the pushy salesman. Uh, and some people do want the salesman. That's There's a there's a magic to that to be be a salesman and not being pushy at the same yeah. time. It, it is a real skill yeah, to hone in on that. Some people blur the line way too much. Yeah. Um, especially me. I'm a seasoned cigar smoker. You know, maybe a newer cigar smoker wouldn't look at it the way I look at it, uh, but know your customer. I think that's very important but, is to know so your you're, customer. So you're smoking the new Aladino um, Cameroon. Cameroon. So you came in, you're a seasoned cigar smoker, but these just came in, 
and you walk in the store, and I say, hi, Barry, wait a second, I'll be right with you. And you say, oh, I'm looking around or whatever, because that's when I'm just looking is leave me alone, right? Uh, you're trying to sell me something. And I say, just so you know, new Aladino Cameroon came in, and the Cameroon is grown in Honduras. You probably never had this before because they just came in on Tuesday. Just want to show you they're over here, and the prices are really good, blah, blah, blah. Just to, That's I, perfect. Right? But coming over and saying... Forget about what you're looking for. This is what you have to smoke. No, don't do that. No, don't so tell me it, what I have to smoke. It's just a show and tell yep. of the new product. Or here is the new um, lighter that we just mm -hmm. took in. Just so you see it, three jets and blah, 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 blah. And uh, these things are flying off the shelf just so you saw it. I showed it to you. This is even somebody that's in the shop every single day because it just came in. And the guy has blinders on and just walked through. Show it to them. And that's something I want to be asked because a lot of times you'll spend 20 minutes in a cigar shop, maybe more, looking around at all the cases, figuring what you want, and then you forget something. I want to be asked, do you need butane? At least ask me if I need butane. Because you forgot. Because I forgot why I was looking for the cigars right. that I needed a can when I came in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody ends up saying, you, you, you bought something in a store that needs batteries, and the guy didn't tell you you need four double Double D's. You need four D batteries. I want my four double D's. Yeah, right. still on the stripper. <laughs> you, f you need four D batteries with this. Do you have them? And I'd say, oh, shit, no, I don't. Yeah, give me four of those. You think he upsold me? No, he gave me what I needed to have. Batteries to end are not up, included. Yeah. To, to end up having it. That goes for a lighter. That goes for buying cigars and you don't have a cutter. That goes for so much of it. And if the retailer listen to what they end up saying, I'm going golfing. You need one of those clips to clip on because you're going to put this in, on the grass and you're going to end up getting that mm. stuff on the cigars and whatever. No, I do need one of those. Thank you. Or no, I do have one of, of those. Or, you know, that's all it goes to. It's not you're trying to sell a guy something that he doesn't need. He comes into a cigar shop. He came in to buy cigars and cigars accessories. Mm -hmm. I got a trick, by the way, for the little clip. People forget those at the golf course because they clip them to the cart. You know why they forget them? Because they're black. That's not why they forget them. Clip it to your bag. They should be like neon green, right? Yes. Yep. And I talked to them about that before, and they say people buy these over and over because they're black. Yep. And it blends can, into the shadow. Yeah. Can I, uh, can the I continue? Canopy of the thing. Yep. Yeah, the two of you are going to talk about this thing that doesn't exist. Hey, clip it to your bag, you clip said. Clip it to your bag because the only time you're going to put your cigar down is when you're swinging the club. Now you're not going to forget the clip, and it's in the exact spot. You're not going to forget your cigar. Everything is right there where it needs to be. I'm not a golfer, but they're saying now you don't take the, the thing off anymore. You don't take the flag out of the no, thing. You're not yeah, they to changed, the, they changed the cup. It's uh, Now it has a styrofoam thing in it, so it's not as deep, so it's easy to grab your ball without touching anything. For good. I don't know if it's going to be for good. Okay. I know the older golfers like it because they don't have to go down as far to get it, so I don't know. So I – Many years ago, I'm putting, and I putt, and um, whatever, ball goes in, and I'm the first one, and I take my ball out, and whatever, and I put the club down, or whatever, and we go to the next hole, and I got to go all the way back, because I forgot my putter. I left it there, <laughs> and the guy said, when you put the flag down, you put your putter on the flag, so when you pick the flag back up, you have no choice but to, ah. there. There it is, right? It's like us with our keys and stuff. Yep. We whatever we have to take, we put our keys on the thing so we don't forget it. 
or put it under it. You have no choice. You got to pick up the bag that you were supposed to take and do it. So it was just something there. There's, there's so many tricks to the trades that are out there. Um, let's get to the matchup of the week. Matchup of the week brought to you by VS, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you, re and this is good for now because we're not handshaking or, or anything. Who knows if that's going to stick around, by the way. I miss handshaking. Um, would you rather be compelled to high-five everyone you meet or be compelled to give wedgies to everyone wearing a green <laughs> shirt? <laughs> Ed Sullivan's wearing a green shirt today. There we go. I'm tempted to go with the wedgie. <laughs> Every single person you meet, you I'm go, going last you on say, this one. You say high five. I'm going last. Yeah, I'm going on high five. You know, some people you don't know how long they change their drawers, and right. you don't want to be grabbing that. So, yeah, the wedgie's too up close and personal. I'm going to go high five. You might get a punch in the face on the yeah on the thing, but the high five. Some will just look at you with disdain, and I'm used to that. Yeah. What are you thinking? High five. All right. High the five? Key. Can you do a high five? Nah, it's yeah, kind of like a handshake. But, touching I, here. but I don't care. I'll give you a high five if you want a high five. I'm fist, saying. Fist bump? I'll give you a high five. <laughs> high five. <laughs> can, you, can you do a fist bump? You can fist bump. Yeah. That's okay. But you, you touched hands. I, I think they're saying that like the most contaminant part of your hand is your, your fingers because you're grabbing stuff. So a handshake, you're interlocked. The, the, the fingertips are being more intimate with the hand. For lack of better terminology, for my poor I'm vocabulary. Going wedgie. May 23rd. By July 4th, people are going to be shaking hands. I'm going wedgie because the key phrase, the key word was compelled. Not you have to do it. You're just compelled to do it. You you have this desire, and I already have a desire to give everyone wearing a green shirt a wedgie. So, and how many people wear changes. green shirts, right? It's, it's far and few between. Golfers, but golfers sometimes maybe i do do it st patrick's day be a lot of wedges Whoa. yeah busy day busy day oh it's st patrick's <laughs> day i gotta get out there be excited for that all right uh big thank you going out to all those people who like and share our podcast because during this COVID 19 i'm telling you we have grown unbelievable for a for a podcast that's been going on for 10 years and taking little jumps every single year that we take this year, as much as our business is tanked, our viewership, viewership yeah. is unbelievable because people had time to do it. And I hope that they subscribed. Go on there and hit the subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the podcast catches and stuff like that because you'll automatically get it. You only get it for a short period of time. If you stop watching it, that goes away. It actually stops itself now. But uh, go on there, hit the subscribe button, and continue to listen to us uh, on your way to work because work is starting up across the country, and uh, you can take us with you. Our biggest listenership used to be Monday mornings that people would listen to us. Uh, not the case right now, but uh, we're going to look at what – June is going to do basically and see if we go back to where we were. Do we end up dropping off? What happens? But thank you for the many new listeners that we have. Um, so we have to remember that we have a lot of new people. And as somebody said on there, we have to talk to Use them. Use industry like, terms. You got yeah, to say what it is. You got to say what it is because uh, I, I've noticed Monday mornings on the way to work, there's more traffic on the road now. So mm -hmm. people are getting back yeah. out there. I do, I do want to get to this mailbag because right. it is pertinent to uh, our discussion so today. Do it. 
The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and this is a young smoker's perspective. Hello, this will be a longer message, but I want to hear the Cigar Authority's opinions about some thoughts I've had. I'm 23 years old and have smoked cigars for two years. I live in Minnesota and can only smoke outdoors during two months of the year when the sun's allowed to melt the snow. The only available lounge is a two-hour drive away, and currently the care package is my only supply of cigars. Thank you for this. The first item on my mind is, did I get into cigars too late? I hear a great deal of bad news politically for cigars, and combined with COVID, leaves me genuinely worried that 10 years or so from now, I won't be able to enjoy cigars or acquire them as easily. Is there something to be hopeful about in the cigar world? That's the first thing. The, well, I think it's the best time to ever start smoking cigars mm-hmm. because you missed all the shit of the 90s mm-hmm. that we went through. And these uh, cigar manufacturers have stepped up their game, as I want retailers to step up their game. Manufacturers have stepped up their game from the growing to the whole production. The draws are good. Everything is so great about cigars. Yes, we have problems of where we can smoke them, things like that. But I don't think... Uh, I've totally invested my life into the cigar industry. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're gonna people are gonna never stop smoking cigars. It goes through ups and downs of what happened. I got in 1985, and it was a real downslope of what the industry is. And uh, we're talking about uh, 300 million premium cigars sold in the U.S. It's it's a high number. Uh, has it been higher than that? Yeah, 400 million at the very height of the cigar boom, uh, but before that, it was about $180 million. So we we're in a good spot, I think, and they've never been better. Second thought. While I haven't finished the podcast on do's and don'ts of cigar shop customers, I want to bring up my own experience in lounges. To me, at least, there is a stigma that younger cigar smokers aren't as serious or can't appreciate the cigars. Almost every lounge I visited had left me feeling with the feeling that I don't belong. That's there terrible. is always the older regulars chatting away with the owners and employees while I'm typically ignored while I shop. Perhaps it's just a string of bad shops I visited. Are you listening to this, retailers? Listen to what they're saying here. This is awesome information. Don't take it negatively. Take it very positively that somebody is coming out saying this. But they've all shared this aura of exclusivity. I once asked for a recommendation. My personal favorite is the Tabernacle Havana Seed 142, and I was told that an acid blondie would be a close match and in my wheelhouse. Oh, my God. That's just so wrong. One day, I'll make the hike over to Two Guys Smoke Shop. I'm curious how the younger clientele are viewed from the eyes of employees and the owner. Are they, are they usually more trouble? Are they not considered as large spenders? That's all I got. Thanks you for reading. Stay All safe. right. So I'm going to tell you personally of what I think of a new cigar smoker that comes in. I couldn't be happier mm-hmm. because that is what we call fresh meat. They're gold, Jerry. <laughs> that is so gold. Which is different than the fresh meat Jonathan likes. But right. Go on. It's different. But <laughs> let me tell you. You're you, an idiot. You know what you- <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> you haven't smoked everything that's in the humidor, so you don't even know what you like yet. Yes, you like the tabernacle, which is great, but we have a whole bunch of things that are like the tabernacle, and I could pick a hundred things that... But it ain't going to be acid blondie, though. It isn't going to be acid blondie. That'd be one of the last ones. And and why would the retailer be doing that to themselves? But for whatever reason, they do because they have them. It sounds like profiling. Oh, here's a young kid. They probably like flavored cigars. 
and, and never. And that's a mistake. You should mi- go the extra mile with me. Never misjudge person. a customer of what never. they. Well, I don't know what you look like, but if they're saying acid blondie, maybe you have a certain characteristic that a acid blondie looks like this or something. But let me tell you, <laughs> I, they couldn't be more wrong to do such a thing. I mean, and it, oh. how many times have we seen a customer come in who looks a little disheveled, and then you watch them leave, and they hop in a Ferrari? Or- yeah. <laughs> Or they buy a thousand dollar box of, <laughs> right. of Atabay. Yep. And somebody else would have sold them a six dollar acid blondie. <laughs> yeah. Be, be, because what? Because you prejudged that person. What what a shame. The young smoker is our future, no doubt about it. Um, us older guys are gonna die off or stop smoking or whatever move away and we're losing customers left and right because mm-hmm. that's what happens. So if, if you're not building a new customer base at all times, you're, you're dropping. And, uh, oh, my God, I wish you lived around me. I'd never let you go. Um, make them feel welcome. Um, make sure that the other customers that are in the store, your regulars, don't mistreat them either. Right. You pop in. I have saw Jonathan actually take a new customer in and walk him into the lounge and introduce him to the guy sitting around. Hey, this is so-and-so. He's new to the area and blah, 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 blah. Be nice to him. You know, say something like that. The guy feels welcome. Then go on maybe 20 minutes later, go check on him and say, hey, how was that cigar? Did I recommend it to you? Do you like it? Am am I in the ballpark with you? Boy, a whole different feeling. And then next week, you happen to look in the lounge and there he is again. Is that by accident? No. That was the customer service that ended up doing it. It's not hard. You got to care. You got to care about it. You got to want to grow your business. Yeah. What you're doing is preventing growth. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, we got time for the Classic Three-Way? Do this. It's May 23rd. Let's get the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. I, I got to guess. He's got five questions yeah, and two tiebreakers. I was going to go six tiebreakers. I got three questions and two tiebreakers. <laughs> Ed is our champion. Again. I should get a point for this because I did predict this, but whatever. Ed Sullivan, May 23rd. Benjamin Franklin announces his invention of the bifocal. The bifocal, you say? Thank God for the bifocal, because I wear them and love them. You couldn't see without them. The bifocal. I think that was in 1769. 1769, he says. 1701. 1770. 1770. 1770. He said 1970. Called Laughogram Films today. It'd be 1930. 1930. 72. 1972? Yeah. What? 
Walt Disney. Okay. 1921. See, I took it as their second film company, not their first. It was their first. Their no, first sorry. film. Uh, because yeah. because I said I their first the key film word. company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said 1921. 1922. But you get a point, but not two. But you caught right up to Barry for his 1972. Yeah, I should pay better attention. Who wants to listen to this crap anyway? <laughs> Last question, but I got tiebreakers. We've got oh, a two-way tie God. here. Thank God for the tiebreaker. Americans, the American outlaws, Bonnie and Clyde Barrow. Bonnie and Clyde are killed by police in an ambush in Louisiana today. They died today. What year? Bonnie and Clyde. That'd be uh, Barron's turn, right? 37. 37. 37. 1934. 34. 1934. 1940. Somebody has two points and a win. Ed Sullivan, 1934. You don't disappoint. Three to one to zero. He was All in right. high school. That's not fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, Shining, the Shining was released today. 76. 78. 77. 80. <laughs> and Drew, Car- Drew Carey. American actor, comedian, the Drew Carey show. They couldn't get anybody else because who was going to play Drew Carey, but the Drew Carey show. He was born. We're still alive, so it wouldn't be he died. So I was born today. Yeah. Is Drew Carey older than me or younger than me? Uh, He's He's exactly your age. So what year? Uh, 1959. 1960. I'm going to go 59. I think he's older than you. Didn't I already say 59? All right. So I was born in 60. And he was born in 58. He's older than me. Ooh. He's older than me. Doesn't look it. <laughs> Just hit me when I'm down, brother. Kick me when I'm down. That's it. Uh, that's it for the show. We're going to have the after show. And uh, the after show is on Wednesdays. It's only on podcast. So you got to find your favorite podcast catcher and you got to subscribe to the Cigar Authority podcast. If you're watching this, it doesn't work because you won't hear that show. You got to subscribe. So do that. Next week, how do you cut your cigar? Do you use a bullet, a V cut, a straight cut? Golf tee? Knife? Really? Does it really matter? Yes, it does. How we cut our cigar uh, again and into the Cigar Authority's annual cigar survey we have the survey for you we'll give you the questions and we'll hear your answers weeks later until then you've been listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network you might have actually learned something in the last two hours but always remember keep the lid end out of your mouth the views and opinions expressed by the hosts guests or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the studio 21 podcast cafe the united podcast network its partners or affiliates